Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tailteller's Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How you doing? Oh, you know, as always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, it's kind of nifty we had to work around your schedule because you're getting ready to get out on the water. Yeah, I, I try when I can, and everything got shifted last minute, like I was telling you, but um, we, we fished for my dad and I, we fished uh, Monday, and then we were like, yeah, well, heck, we'll just, we'll fish again Wednesday. <laughs> so originally, we were going to go guide trip with um, Matt, Miles, but everything's been shifted because we've had a little bit of, uh, of rain on one of our local fisheries that we were going to go on. Um, and so that's part of the joys of like this time of year is, especially if you have, you know, guide trip lined up is you're always at the mercies of the rain or flows or fishing conditions um especially with our our traveling fish species um and that you know that's one of the things i don't think i really was aware like five to six years ago just how many species we have like that in virginia between um between the white bass that we have the striper shad all that stuff um it's pretty cool you know it's it's a diverse and um different uh fishery this time of year so we're, the reason that our trip got canceled, though, is because the cold snap we had in February um, pushed the water temps just enough askew to where their shad didn't run in the numbers um, that they usually do on one of our the streams that we were going to go fish. So it'll probably be you know another week um, that they're delayed. Uh, and then the same thing with our white bass that are here local. Like last year at this time, I mean, it was almost done with the with the white bass run but here it just basically started on um i guess friday of last week where where people caught them in good numbers but now the river's been raised to um not an unfishable level but at a level where it's kind of like what's the what's the point (laughs) go do something else you know yeah, absolutely. But the good news is, I mean, you know, we were talking before we started recording, you know, you got popped with uh, the kind of the cold air that came with that uh, winter system that uh, ripped through the Midwest and the Northern Rockies. And so we took a couple steps back. But the good news is, you know, after maybe today, tomorrow, that warming trend is going to continue and those lows are going to only be down in like the mid or upper 40s. Yeah, and that, that's been another good thing. So the fishing now on the trout side of things, even smallmouth. Um, and well, I guess it must be, I throw that in there too. Uh, it has definitely been trending up as the water temperature has gone up. So for people that ask the James right now, as of yesterday, um, the main branch of it was uh, right around 50 degrees, um, like 49.6 to 50.8 was the main like temperature reading we were getting off the boat. Um, and then our smaller streams have all been like, 48 degrees to 49 degrees, depending on um, the time of day. So everything is definitely trending up, which means that we're leading to uh, you know different fish that are thinking about spawning, uh, more insect activity as well. So it's a it's an exciting time. You know, it's kind of like when spring is is almost there, not quite, but like just on the cusp of uh, a lot of cool um, activity, just in, in wildlife in general. Yeah, so does that mean you haven't quite started to see Quill Gordons and March Browns and things like that? Yeah, we actually have. So we started getting some March Brown hatching and Quills, um, Quill Gordons as well, 
uh, about two, almost two weeks ago now. Um, now I've been thinking back on it. So it was probably over, like right after the time that we did our last podcast um, that they started hatching lower down. Uh, so on our rope trap streams, um, you know, you've got two sort of sections to a lot of their streams, which is the lower gradient and then the higher gradient. So the higher the stream is, those ones typically, um, I haven't seen this, the hatches quite as early as we do on the lower gradient, which is usually just revolving around water temperature, I'd assume. Um, and then also those lower gradients typically get a little bit more sunlight, um, which leads to, you know, whatever it is that causes the insects to hatch, if that's moon phase or whatever. Um, but so all I have to say is like, if somebody's going out this weekend, one of the things we, we did really well on last week was uh, March Brown dry fly, or even just a parachute, Adams dry fly uh, in bigger sizes. So like a size 10 to size 14 uh, and then floating off the back of that, a, a nymph. So maybe like a pheasant tail nymph or if you tie up like a March Brown style nymph, um, we've, we've gone really well on those the past week. Um, we caught some pretty nice book trout on one of our local places. And it, and it was, I mean, we had probably one of the better days that I've had the past like, year and a half really in terms of size of fish um the quantity you know we i think we ended up me and the other guy i was with um he's braden from the shop here i think we ended up catching about 10 fish total for the day which is not crazy numbers by any means but i mean a lot of those fish were over eight inches which i was like holy smokes uh, which is the benefit of you know when you're fishing the early hatches it's a big meal march browns easy to see um for for the angler and for the fish. Um, so it, we've, we've had pretty good um, success, you know, getting out there right now. So I would definitely encourage people to do that. Because small streams are fishing um, well, and it's only going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. And you were talking about pre-spawn activity earlier in the fishing report. And we have a question from Matt uh, McGraw, and he wanted to, to uh, get your thoughts on how to locate pre-spawn smallmouth on smaller rivers like the Maury or the Jackson, or the Ravana? Yeah, so focusing on, you know, honestly, the smaller rivers and the big rivers, they're going to have some similarity between them. Um, and typically, throughout the winter, the bass are going to be in deeper water. So as that water temperature rises, you will find them moving out of that deep water, but they're still going to be in holding water. So it's kind of like you're looking for this mid-zone of, it's not like crazy fast moving water, um, but there is slight current to it and maybe it dips down an extra three foot than the other segments of the river. Um, so like yesterday where we caught all the bass that we were fishing was in water that wasn't, you know, it wasn't 20 foot deep. Um, we had the little, we have the fish binder on, so I, I know the depth that we were at. The depth we were at on the James was like eight foot and that's where those bass were at. They weren't, 20 foot they weren't three foot it was all in that like mid-level as they're going to eventually here in the next couple weeks go out onto the spawning beds and then you know start to spawn so we're kind of at that precursor stage where uh in all reality on a lot of the smaller rivers they're going to be holding in, in the similar style water a lot of the year um and then what they would do on the james so it's one of those weird things it's like Yes, the James and the Mari and, uh, you know, a lot of our smaller, like, say, medium-sized um, smallmouth streams are 
going to, in essence, the smallmouth are the same fish, but good holding water is good holding water. And if a smallmouth can be there in the summer and have ample security and he can have ample food floating past him and still be in proximity to the shallows where he's going to be hunting and or mating um, in the spring, then he's going to be there. It could even be year round. Like, for example, some of the fish that we caught yesterday, I think by now I've caught fish at that spot in almost every season. Um, but we did have more success in that sort of mid range level. So like more of those fish that we visually saw from the boat, um, as we spooked them (laughs) or ones that we actually caught. So that's where I would focus on those, on the medium sized rivers would be in water. That's not like crazy, crazy deep and crazy, crazy slow has like slight current to it. Um, but it's not, not raging fast because the fish are going to be eating. Um, they're definitely going to be putting on the feed bag here soon. The main thing is just going to be that your fly is down deep enough because if you've got something, um, you know, for example, if you're throwing like a top water fly, you might as well just not be fishing right now. Um, there might be one bass in all of Virginia that would eat that thing (laughs) and somebody will probably catch it. Um, but the, the reality is, is that those fish are going to be, just glued to the bottom of the river and, and for most of the day, and then you are just going to be dredging a crayfish pattern, um, or, a, a critter mite, something like that down there. Uh, one of, one of the flies that we used here the past couple, um, weeks has been like, it's basically just a jig. You know, if you take a conventional jig, you turn that into a fly and, and there you have it. Just a fly that's really heavy is going to stay on the bottom. Um, and it's in that like, three-ish inch range um, that a lot of our bass here like. And um, and that, that's what we've caught fish on. So that's what I'd tell you to do more than anything. I know that's a lot of stuff. but <laughs> Yeah, but it's one of those complicated times of year where, you know, the fish are moving, they're not super active. So, and it can be really pretty variable. So, yeah, it's like a season within a season in a, in a way, because you've got like this transition time. And so that's the hardest part, I think, is, is defining the transitions because wintertime is easy. You can say they're just going to be deep and they're going to be super glued to the bottom. Springtime, you can say they're going to be sitting on a spawn bed. But as you get into this transition, there's just a lot of guesswork that really boils down to experience slash uh, luck, you know, because each day is different. You know, you can have an overcast day when um, with water temperatures, basically like what we had yesterday, which for the majority of our day was, an overcast day uh, and those fish would respond differently than if it had been a bright sunny day and you know the warmth that they're getting from the sun might cause them to do something different either move out of the deeper water into the shallows where they can warm up a bit or maybe hunt more um, or they might even push back into the shade because they don't like the bright sun so there's just so many variables that happen during a transition time that i think realistically you can give it your best shot which would be fishing that mid-zone water column, uh, or not water column, but depth, um, with a fly that's going to stay on the bottom of the river and, and give it all you can. <laughs> and once you find a fish, you know, keep fishing that area. Because usually, like yesterday, we, when we found one fish, we would find more that were in that general same hole. Um, so, yeah, it's just you learn those places, keep fishing the same places, and then next year, repeat and do it again. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. If we use your question, 
I'll send you some articulate fly swag and we will enter you in a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And before I let you uh, roll out the door and go on your fishing trip, Ethan, why don't you let folks know where to find the shop, shop hours and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So the shop's physical location is in downtown Lynchburg. Right now we're on Commerce Street. Um, it's, uh, it's cool. We've got pretty much everything that we sell here uh, is also can be found online. So if you can't make it to downtown or you don't want to make it down, um, then you can find pretty much everything that we offer uh, online. And then, you know, if you have questions about a product or an area or, you know, whatever that may be, you can email us, you know, there's a contact form on our website. Um, you can call the shop again, there's shop phone numbers on the website um, or Instagram. Instagram is honestly one of the most popular ways that I've gotten in contact with people. Cause it's basically just like texting. Um, so our Instagram name is tail tellers, VA like Virginia. Um, so yeah, a lot of different ways you can get in contact. And it's a, it is a really good time to be getting into fly fishing, uh, because everything is only going to get better. So you can kind of get some of those crappy days where you don't know what you're doing out of the way while the fishing is going to get better here in uh, another month or two. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself, folks. You owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines. <laughs>